Welcome back to Ignite. You know, uh, that in addition to all the scriptures that make it abundantly clear that God has mandated that we share our faith and quite frankly, all the scriptures that explain how blessed we are and happy we are when we do it, we want to show you what faith sharing actually looks like. I mean, real faith sharing from real life experiences. We, most of us know we should share our faith, but most of us can't even picture what that means except for picturing some kind of memorization or memorizing your life story or whatever. But that's not real life face sharing. And, 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 and lots of people would save by doing that. Don't get me wrong. But when, you, when you're face to face with somebody spontaneously in the marketplace, uh, you can't start reciting something to them. You just... <laughs> you just love on them and let the joy of the Lord come through and allow conversations to start. And, and I say, stop looking for a scalp. Stop trying to get them saved right now. Don't look at everybody. I got to get that person saved. Look at everybody. I, I need to love. That person's hurting. I, I need to love on that person. I need, that person needs somebody to put their arm around them and encourage them. And, and you know, when you do that and they know you're, you're g- genuine, um, they melt and, and, and they open up and they expose them. I mean, they literally tell you things that they wouldn't even tell their best friends. It's, it's amazing. Almost everybody's hurting and searching for God and in fear and in desperate need for what we have. <laughs> they need to see a God who loves them. They think God is judgmental and crushing down on them and judging them because they've fallen so short and God can't love me and this distance from God. And then the Christian comes along and loves them and shows them the real Jesus, the loving Jesus. You know, the series that chosen that most of us are watching these days presents a different Jesus, doesn't it, from what we normally take from the scriptures. Because of the weight of the scripture, we automatically think of Jesus being very serious, like all time serious. He's a serious dude, serious God. But people flock to Jesus. Kids flock to Jesus. When you love on people, you smile on people. And Jesus loved everyone more than anyone. You know he smiled a lot and laughed a lot, like no one else has ever laughed. And when we share our faith, we need to be like him and allow him, allow his Holy Spirit to attract people to us because of our joy, because of his love for them flowing through us. Such a privilege. Jesus said, they will know you're my disciple by your love. I probably use that scripture more than any other scripture because it's the basis for all faith sharing. They will know that you're part of God, that you represent God, not by your damnation or your pointing fingers or judging them. That's how they see us, you know, but by your love. And you can't script love. It has to be automatic and it has to be genuine. (laughs) So I want to tell you some stories in this episode podcast. And here's an example. I, I, I was in Detroit. It was really cold. And, um, 
uh, it's like seven degrees outside and I was in the Marriott downtown. I just needed to go to Cobo Hall. So it was a very short drive. And so I got in the taxi. Taxi drivers hate short drives, right? And so I'm almost embarrassed to say, will you just take me there? So I got in. The first thing I said was, I, you know, uh, I just, it's a short drive, but, but I'll give you a big tip. And uh, this driver, who was one of the few non-Muslim drivers in Detroit, and I love witnessing the Muslim drivers. Some of them are more religious than we are. A lot of good Muslims. That's a whole other story. This one was not. He was a man about my age, scruffy beard. And I said, but I'll give you, but I start right, but I'll give you a big tip. And he yelled at me, I don't want a tip. <laughs> You know, when you're, 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 when you seize every opportunity to sh share the love of God, um, things shock you and surprise you, but your reaction is not anger or horror. It's okay. What are you up to God? <laughs> you know, and, uh, how can I take this? And the people that are the most disturbed and the most out of control are the biggest targets for the love of God, I got to tell you. So I said, hey, excuse me? He said, I don't want a tip. I'm a bad person. He's yelling at me. So I got to tell you, I just, okay, Holy Spirit, what, what do I say? And I said, do you know God loves you? No. He yelled at me. No. I said, yeah, God loves you. No! <laughs> How many people are like that today? I, I said, you know, sir, I, I'm a Christian, and, uh, and I know the Bible really well. I read the Bible. And I can tell you for a fact, he loves you. Now he didn't say anything. He just sitting there. I said, you know, it gets even better. Do you know he loves you as much as he's ever loved anybody? Ever? <laughs> he doesn't say a word. <laughs> and it's just a short ride. I'm almost there. What am I going to say? I said, actually, it gets even better. Do you know that God loves you as much as he loves his own son, Jesus Christ? Not a word. Not a word back. We pulled up. I got out. It was snowing. I could still hear the sound of the window he was lowering with the, with the salt in the window, you know, and he looks at me like I just slapped him. I mean, he had no expression. He didn't know what to say. <laughs> and I said, you know, um, and this is true. Uh, it's not just a, a line to make him feel good. I said, sir, um, God, God put me in your car just now because he wants you to know he loves you. And I gave him a really big tip. <laughs> he never, he just sat there like, you got the money, look at me. I said, God bless you. And I walked away. And he drives away. I go, yes! <laughs> you know how much fun that is? I, I mean, if I had not been of that mind, I might have wanted to just jump out of the taxi before he ran into a phone pole or something. But instead, did I get him saved? I, I, I didn't get him saved. Did, did I move in closer to Jesus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I moved in closer to Jesus. And probably setting up for, the, for God to send the next Christian to take him the next step down the road to his own personal salvation.
That's how God works. <laughs> it's a team sport. Isn't that fun? As, as I walked away from that taxi, I looked up as I always do after a divine encounter, and, and, and I, I saw Jesus smiling at me and saying, good job, Barry. I, I put that man in your life, and you were ready, and you allowed me to speak through you to him. You changed his life. Well done. <laughs> and the joy of the Lord is my strength. Think about that scripture. It's not your joy. That you're, it's God's joy. Think about it. I gave God joy. You can give God joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's your strength. Do you need strength? This is how you get it. If you're feeling weak in your walk with the Lord, it's your own fault for not doing the number one thing God's called you to do, being a witness so that you will believe. That's powerful. I, I, I walked away from that taxi as I, as I always do from sharing experience with a bounce of my step. I mean, it's so cool. I, I, I know God just used me and spoke through me. And as I often say, there's no other experience in the human experience that compares with that. And that's why he mandates that you share your faith. Hear me on this. If you're not sharing your faith, you're missing out on the joy that only comes from loving God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength and always being ready to tell people about him. When you're all in with God, you're all out telling everybody about him and your timidity goes away no matter how timid you are. Honestly, it's the truth. I was an introvert before I started sharing my faith. That's the honest truth. You can ask my wife. <laughs> And you never know when an opportunity presents itself, even for a moment. I was in a Detroit hotel and, and stepped in an elevator full of very large black men, far, far larger than me with their beards and tattoos and gold chains staring at me. And quite frankly, I was feeling rather insignificant. But I felt the nudge and guess what I said? Hey, do you know, do you guys know God loves you? <laughs> They looked at each other like, say what? Uh, that was the last thing they expected to hear from this white boy, you know? <laughs> or this white old dude, not a white boy anymore. I've been doing it since I was a boy. And when they looked back at me, they were totally puzzled. They didn't know what to make of me. I totally interrupted them and their thought process of whatever they thought about me before I said that. Now they don't even know what to say, you know? And so I said, isn't that cool to know God loves you? And he, and he loves you as much as he's ever loved anybody. Wow. And they're like, and the door opens. And I, I stepped out. I looked back, gave a big smile. I said, God bless you guys. And when the door closed, I yelled, yes. Out loud, I yelled, yes. As strange and unexpected that was, I just moved those guys closer to Jesus. How many times... Did they tell that story of some old white dude who got on the elevator with them and told them that God loves them? Did I get them saved? Of course not. Did I move them closer to Jesus? You, you bet. You know, it's amazing how often you can work God loves you into conversation. Every conversation. God loves you. Do you know how much God loves you? It's so easy. And guess what? People don't get mad at you for telling them that God loves them. It's probably what they want to hear more than anything else, that God loves them in spite of what they've done. 
It's so sad, but lots of times people refuse to believe it. They tell me, no, he, he couldn't love me. Not after all I've done. It's like a healing salve to a wound or fresh water and parched ground to pour out God's love on someone who's hurting, who feels far from God. And today, almost everyone's hurting. The need for moving everyone every day closer to Jesus, hear me on this, has never been more urgent or pervasive. It's full time. I almost always fly with Karen. We've been married 57 years, and she's the strength of my life. And I owe so much to Karen, and, and we both have this walk together. We both have our own ex experiences, and she could sit here and tell you hers. But uh, one day we got an airplane, and, and uh, to our surprise, we weren't sitting together. We were separated. So immediately it's like, okay, God, what do you have to, you know? <laughs> so I'm sitting down, and I wonder who God is going to put beside me. And a, and a young lady, probably late 20s, um, uh, came and sat down with me, and and so I found a way to greet her and start conversation. This is before masks. You could actually have conversations. It's a lot harder right now on airplanes with masks to share your faith. It's very frustrating to me because that's what I love to do. It's one of the great opportunities we have when you fly a lot. Um, <clears throat> over time, you, you find ways to insert God into every conversation quickly and easily without raising eyebrows. So when she asked what I do, I answered, you know, God's given me an amazing business making car wax and, and he's grown it beyond my wildest dreams. And then it quickly changed the topics without allowing her time to respond because then there's pressure. Oh, you know, you force them into having to say something. You never want to do that to people. I just change subject. Um, if I did nothing else, quite frankly, but love on this girl in Jesus' name for the remainder of that flight, she would have departed knowing she would just met a good person who's a Christian. Again, just that moves unbelievers who normally don't like Christians closer to Jesus. I can't emphasize this enough, but we can all do this. It's so easy. And if all of us would move everyone every day closer to Jesus, we'd ignite America with revival in record time. I mean, we had this great opportunity. We need you on our team, and we need you to help us get all your Christian friends on the team. We, it's going to take all of us doing it, but we can do it. <laughs> In this case, she came back, and that often happens. I, I call it chumming. You, you throw out some chum. If they're not hungry, fish go right on. But if they're hungry, they bite some chum, but they start coming up your chum line. In this case, she did that. And she, in, in the chatter, we developed a relationship, and, and she admitted that she believed in God, but she wasn't close to him. And by the time I inquired why, why she wasn't uh, close to God, I earned her trust, and she told me her story, and she had admitted that she was in a lesbian relationship with a, with a girlfriend, and she knew God wasn't happy with her for that, and she knew she shouldn't be in it, and knew she should change, and didn't know what, so she said, God's got to hate me. I know he hates me. You know what it meant to her when I said, no, you got it all wrong. God loves you. It's, it's what she wanted to hear more than anything else. There's nothing I could have said to her that could have had that much meaning. To your young gal in her 20s, way younger than me, different life. 
who's hearing from this old white guy. <laughs> Forgive me. For hearing from this old guy who's a Christian, telling her God loves her and confirming it. I gave her scriptures. You can't script these conversations, folks, because you have no idea where they're going to go. How many times have you hyperventilated over a conversation you're about to have with someone who needs Jesus? And then the conversation goes an entirely different direction, right? You, you can't force those conversations back into the mold of your prepared speech, so stop trying. Just love on people and watch the Holy Spirit speak through you to that person's need using information from your own database that, that you may not have even thought about for years. And every time that happens, regardless of what happens to the person you're sharing your faith with, will explode your faith and your joy. That's why God wants you to focus on moving everyone every day closer to Jesus. That's why. You got to get on it. See you next time.